This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. As you just heard, I'm your host, Brian Miller. And uh, I know I haven't had a podcast in the last two weeks. I know that. Um, and if you guys haven't noticed, Kirsty's not with me today. So she's she's actually busy and had to sit this one out. So, uh, like I said, I haven't had a podcast in the last two weeks. And uh, it, it's been bugging me. It's, it's because of my day job. Uh, I had soybean harvest kick off at the grain elevator I work at. So... Uh, it, it got really hectic really fast uh, for quite a while, so I wasn't able to do a podcast, uh, and and usually I do my podcasts on Saturday night, and I know today is uh, Tuesday, I, I, I know, it's, it's but it's one of those things where we've got so much to talk about that if I don't talk about some of it, we're going to have a four-hour show this weekend, so, uh, but before we get going on the, this particular episode, there's some things I wanted to talk about real quick and, and kind of address. Uh, I know the last episode we did, uh, the audio cut out at the end for some reason. I don't know what it was. We were doing a live feed, and uh, we were right at the end of the show, and the audio cut out for some reason. Never could figure out what it was, uh, but for some reason, my live feeds aren't working right now. So uh, for the next, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks, uh, two or three episodes, uh, the Canon Podcast is going to be recorded and then uploaded instead of live. We are going to go back to the live format. It's just I got to figure out what was going on with my equipment and uh why I had such an issue with it that night. Um, so we are going to be going back to the live format. It's just, I gotta, like I said, I gotta figure some stuff out. So, uh, another thing I want to talk about real quick, and I talk about this every week, uh, cause I still have people asking why the website's not working. Star Wars Canon library.com is now offline. It's not working, but, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've got it all transferred over to Star Wars Canon podcast.com now. So you guys got to go check out that website instead of Star Wars Canon library. So, uh, I want to throw that out there also. Uh, it was about a month and a half ago. This is the other thing I want to talk about. Like a month and a half ago, uh, I did a live Q&A and gave away uh, a few uh, pieces of Star Wars uh, memorabilia, right? Some some collect uh, some toys and, and whatnot. And, and uh, the winners of that have not received their stuff yet. And I know that because I got it back. I mailed all of it, and then I got every bit of it back, and for some reason, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but somebody didn't put enough postage on them, and uh, I got all of them back. So if you were one of the winners of that live Q&A, and you haven't received the the Diecast Metal Luke Skywalker, or the Remote Control BB-8, or the, uh, the Han Solo Pop figure, I haven't forgotten. You are still getting them. It's just, I don't know what the hell happened. It's... I've got them sitting right here. I'm sitting here looking at them right now. So uh, those are going to be in the mail very soon. I'm going to rectify that. I'm going to be getting those out to you guys. So please, please be patient. I will I will get those. I don't want anybody saying that I was doing a, a giveaway and then never sent the prize out. I don't want to be that guy. So, uh, And then the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick is the Star Wars Canon Library Twitter account uh, is no longer existent. And and there's there's a reason for it. It's... Well, first off, there wasn't a whole lot of followers on the uh, on the Twitter account anyway. Um, not to saying that those people don't matter, but uh, t- 
Twitter lately, look, I try not to get very political on on the Star Wars Canon podcast. And and you know when we have certain subjects pop up like the like the Chuck Wendig thing or you know something like that, we we kind of have to kind of, you know, dip our toes in that water a little bit. And I don't want to because we live in a world now where people identify themselves and other people by what their political beliefs are. And it shouldn't be that way. Um and, and, and I'm guilty of it just as much as everybody else. I know it's very hypocritical for me to say we shouldn't be that way, but I am that way to a degree, you know what I mean? So uh, it's something I'm working on. But it, it's it's Twitter has gotten to the point where you can't get on Twitter and look for you know stuff about Star Wars anymore from people who are involved in the universe of Star Wars, authors, actors, voice actors, you know, whatnot, without just being berated and bombarded by just unwanted political views. That's all it like nobody cares. You know, I mean, I put my opinion on my personal Facebook quite a bit, but I don't have any, you know, I've got a couple people from from the Canon podcast audience that follow me, but nothing really big, you know, and I've cut back a lot of my political posting. I really have. I mean, Kirsty's noticed it. I mean, I've I've really pulled back from it quite a bit. Um, but when that's all you see on Twitter, whether you agree with the, it's not that I don't agree with some of the political stuff I've seen. It's just because it's always there. That's that's all anybody ever seems to care about anymore. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, ten years ago nobody knew what our government was doing. Now all of a sudden everybody is a political expert. You know, just shut up. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Shut up. You know, so I, I, so I'm no longer on Twitter with the Star Wars Canon Podcast uh, account. I, I you know I was trying to get on there and get a hold of some authors. You know, and 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 whatnot to try to see, you know, maybe do some interviews or whatnot. And every time you get on, you're just berated. So uh, I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with Twitter. I'm until everybody can, you know, calm down and realize that nobody's opinion even matters. Mine doesn't even matter. Nobody's opinion matters. You know, everybody thinks their opinion matters, but it really doesn't. Mine doesn't matter. It really. But you know, I'm I'm putting it out there. If you don't want to watch it, awesome. If not, don't watch. You know, that's all I'm getting at. So uh, the Star Wars canon library is no longer on Twitter. I completely deactivated the account and, and got off of it. It's just, it's uh, it's it's too uh, toxic. That's the word I'm looking for. Twitter has become entirely too toxic. So, uh, yeah, no more Twitter. So enough, uh, enough said about that. I don't want to get too far into that because I'm going to start stepping on some, uh, some toes. Uh, so... The social media links that are left, you can check us out on Facebook. Give us a follow there so you'll know. Uh, when, like the, like this last couple weeks when I couldn't post uh, uh, an episode of the podcast that I put on Facebook that it wasn't going to happen. Uh, make sure to visit us there so you get the lowdown on what's going on with Star Wars Canon Podcast. Visit us on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, awesome. Hit that subscribe button down below and that notification bell. I'd sure appreciate it. And uh, check out our Patreon account. You know, uh, I, you know, I haven't put anything up for the patrons yet and I said I was going to but it's because I've been so hectic with my day job and whatnot it's it's uh it's very time consuming you know when I, I crank uh uh hopper trucks all day to unload soybeans and corn and you know and whatnot I come home exhausted you know and all day I plan on coming home and doing a video for some you know for some subjects or something and you know I get home and it's just I'm too exhausted I go take some sleep aids and go to sleep and it's 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 that bad so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, please bear with me. My slow season is coming. I'm going to be getting a lot of stuff out. I've already I've been talking to Kirsty about some plans for uh, Patreon only stuff. 
So uh, definitely go over and check out our Patreon account, especially if you want to show some support for me and Kirsty uh, doing the Star Wars Canon podcast every week. Uh, we, we'd sure, sure appreciate it. So, uh, And also, later on in this episode, I'm going to be answering some mailbag questions. If you want to get your question on the Star Wars Canon podcast, just simply email it to me at starwarscanonlibrary at gmail.com. I'll go through and pick a few out and throw them toward the end of the episode. So uh, with all of that out of the way, finally... A lot of housekeeping this week. Usually it's just the one thing and we move on. But let's get into the news. And and right off the bat, I want to talk about something that uh, isn't really necessarily Star Wars related. But it's it, for our sect, I guess you could say, our clique of fans for our uh, for just fandom in general. Uh, it's, it's a big deal. Yesterday, uh, we, man, we, we lost Stan Lee. You know, and it, it was a day that uh, a, a lot of people were dreading, uh, you know, getting the news that, that Stan Lee had passed away. And, and yesterday was finally the day that it happened. And uh, it's it's a serious, serious uh, blow to just anybody who even has a shred of nerdiness or, or, or geek, you know, a geeky shred in them at all. It, it's, it's, it's a serious blow. Um, and, and, and it's... And, God, man, it's so hard to believe. You know, I remember my first, uh, I guess you could say my first exposure to who Stan Lee was. Uh, I was maybe 12 or 13. I think it was when the first Spider-Man movie came out with Tobey Maguire. Uh, and, you know, he had, and yeah, he'd been in other movies. He did done cameos before that. But it, at that point, I was old enough to understand, hey, you know, that's that's Stan Lee, you know, and, and, and started to realize that he was cameo, uh, cam, cameoing. Got it, uh, and and several and almost every Marvel movie there was, and uh, then it became you know this like everybody knows it became this uh, this running tradition to have him in a Marvel movie somewhere as a different character, and, uh, and and slowly got more and more comedic as they went, you know, and and every time you go see a Marvel movie, you you'd look for him, you know, he'd pop up, and everybody in the theater would just oh there he is, you know, and and they were just fun, you know, and. Uh, the the man was a staple for uh, for for the industry for the comic book industry and entertainment and it was it's it's such a sad thing to know that he's gone you know um I even posted on Facebook uh, I think I commented on one of my friends posts about it I said I don't want to live in a world where there's no Stanley I can't imagine living in a world where there's no Stanley and here we are you know and you know and it's it's sad to say and it sound you know it can come off as callous but it, I don't mean for it to. Uh, but the man was 95, you know, he, to be honest, he didn't have much left. You know what I mean? It's, and like I said, I'm not trying to sound callous. I'm I'm trying to sound realistic. He was 95 years old. The man lived a great, great long life, you know, and, and he lived probably 30 years longer than I'm ever going to. Uh, but, uh, definitely a blow to the community, uh, to the community. And, and it's, um, it's uh it, it sucks, you know, and, and to know that the the final cameo we're ever gonna get of him is going to be in Avengers Four, it, it's almost uh I don't want to say poetic. It's it's uh, you know it's almost like uh you know Avengers Four will be his swan song and be his final cameo. It just sucks, man. It really does, and you know the day that a lot of us have been dreading for so long, and you know a day none of us wanted to think about it finally came yesterday, and it and it's seriously. I'm not trying to be funny. It's a cake in the knackers, man. It it it's it sucks. It 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 really does. You know, and I and 
you know, people ask, you know, how can you, uh, how can you be upset about somebody passing away you've never met? Well, you know, just because you don't meet them doesn't mean you don't know them. You know, like when, uh, like when we lost Carrie Fisher, I grew up watching Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. You know, that was that was my childhood. You know, and uh, you know all those hours I spent watching Star Wars: Empire and Return of the Jedi when I was a kid. You know, those are hours that I spent. You know, essentially with Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. You know, and and, and you know everybody loved her. Everybody knew her. It was. It's the same thing with Stan Lee, you know. It, you know, once Avengers 4 comes out, we're going to start getting Marvel movies with no Stan Lee cameo. That's going to happen. It's And it's starting next year, we're going to get Marvel movies with no Stan Lee cameo. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, you know, I take that back. You know, his last cameo may not, might not actually be Avengers 4. It might be Spider-Man Far From Home now that I'm thinking about it. Because they just wrapped Far From Home not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. So... It might be Spider-Man Far From Home for his for his last cameo, but it really does suck, man, and it it and it, it hurts and it, it it's it's a sad day, you know. And, and like I said on Facebook, the world's quite a bit dimmer now without Stanley in it. So, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to his daughter. Uh, you know, we we lost he he lost his wife not too long ago, and uh, we you know because a lot of us were talking too that you know he might not last that much longer without his wife and. He went longer than we thought he would, to be honest. It, you know, I was surprised, and, and I'm proud of the man. But uh, anyway, yeah, Stanley is uh, is gone. Our, our thoughts and prayers go out to his daughter. Uh, she, this has got to be, I mean, I've lost, you know, uh, my, my dad died seven, almost seven years ago, you know, and, and that's something you never get over, you know, losing, losing a parent like that. So um, Stanley has passed away at the age of 95, man, and it sucks. So, uh Let's get on with some better news, some happier news, I guess you could say. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's been several things that came out of Lucasfilm and Disney concerning Star Wars, and uh, a lot of it I wanted to talk about in the last couple of weeks and haven't had a chance to, and now I'm here, I can spill my guts and give my opinion on this stuff. Uh, first off, I want to start with uh, kind of a little one. This is just a little one, uh, but you guys know... That for the longest time, I have been, I don't want to say a v, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? I haven't vehemently defended Battlefront 2, but I've I've been a cheerleader for it, saying, hey, you know, it's it's doing all right. It's it's not bad. I, I enjoy playing it. I still love playing Battlefront 2. I know there's people that are really pissed off and jaded by it, but I like playing Battlefront 2. And I was excited for the General Grievous drop, right? So... I get on Battlefront the day after he's released, and I'm ready to play with some Grievous. Only to find out you have to purchase General Grievous for 35,000 credits. Now, that's not really a big deal. This, these are first world problems, right? So, the only reason I'm kind of jaded that I had to purchase General Grievous is I went through and I bought every single character on Battlefront 2. I earned every damn credit to unlock every last one of them. And then what do they do a week later? They unlock all of them, give them all to everybody. Free of charge. Everybody gets them unlocked. Well, that's great. So I just spent all this time and all these credits on unlocking these characters when if I had just waited, I'd have gotten them anyway. Not spent my credits. So I was kind of pissed that I had to spend 35000 that I didn't have on Grievous because I spent them all on Clone Armor. <laughs> And uh, I said, and I just played and played and played until I got the thirty-five thousand credits. Now I've got Grievous. Now I feel like in a week they're going to unlock him for everybody, right? So they can just just have him, right? So 
Uh, Grievous has been dropped. He's 35,000 credits on the game. And, you know, and, and, and like I said, I, I've defended Battlefront on a lot of stuff. But I guess this is going to be my rant against Battlefront for this. I, I think this is going to be my first Battlefront rant. I think it is. Uh, you, you look at some of the details on on battle on uh, on uh, God. I can't even talk on Grievous, right? And they said everything in the game is canon, right? Which is another thing I'll get to in a second. But uh, the the details they've put on Grievous, he looks great, right? But there's and maybe this is just me nitpicking. I don't know. It's just this would have been such an easy fix, right? So I'm I'm the serious like eye for detail kind of guy, right? Like I have to have uh, certain details match up, you know. Like like you know, like we've I've done videos and we've talked about how uh, you know Luke's lightsaber has changed from film to film to film, from Anakin from Episode three to four to five to seven to eight, right? We we've talked about how that saber has changed, little details here and there, right? And uh, if you look at Grievous, and like I said, this is probably me nitpicking, but you guys let me know. Am I nitpicking? If I am, I can take it. Let me know. If not, man, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. They went through the effort of creating and and modeling a beautiful General Grievous, right? But if you look at his lightsabers, now, now keep in mind, this, this does have to do with Episode 3. Like, okay, let me start with this. If you look at Episode 3, like when Grievous finally pops out all four arms and he's got four lightsabers, right? If you look at the lightsabers, one of them looks just like Anakin's saber, and one looks just like Obi-Wan's saber, right? He's got two blue, two green, whatever. If you watch that scene really closely, those sabers change every time. So, you know, he'll he'll lose a saber, and all of a sudden he's got that saber magically in his hand again with a different color blade. You know, the the Anakin saber, for lack of a better term, that Grievous had, uh, you know, the blade went from blue to green several times during that scene where he's fighting Obi-Wan. So get, definitely go back and look. Check that out. It, it's always bugged the crap out of me. So now we look at this model of General Grievous, and he's actually got uh, uh, an Anakin saber in his hand with a green blade, which is cool. That's the way he started out when he, when he first activated all for him. But if you look at the hilt, just look at the hilt, and, and, and go back and watch some of the videos I've talked about, uh, the details changing on the hilt. If you look at the hilt, it's Ray's lightsaber. It's not even Anakin's from Episode 3. It's the saber from Episode 7 and 8. You know, it's got the notches cut out on the grip. It's, it's not Anakin's lightsaber, the one with the splash of gold on it, like what he had in Episode 3. It's not. It's even got the D-ring hanging off the back of it, you know? It, and, but if you look at the Obi-Wan-esque hilt, it's got the ComTech clip on it, you know, just like it would have had. How hard would it have been, EA? I'm going to say it. How hard would it have been to simply model a new lightsaber hilt that looked like Anakin's from Episode 3? Hell, you're doing Anakin as a character anyway... Is he going to have Ray's lightsaber hilt when he comes out? Or is he going to have the details of the saber he's supposed to have? Is he going to have the right saber hilt? Or is he going to have the wrong saber hilt? You're modeling it anyway. Why not throw it in with Grievous to actually give it some continuity instead of having this? I mean, it just, it's one of those things where it just it bothers me. You know, it's, it, I'm OCD. If you can see behind me, I've got all the novels up here. I, when I start a collection, I have to have everything. I'm very OCD. So when I see something like that, I, I'm very OCD about it. I, it's got to be perfect to me, right, in order for it to be considered canon in my head. How hard would it have been to just model a new lightsaber hilt instead of just taking rays and throwing it in his hand? That tells me when Anakin comes out, he's going to have the Episode 7-8 version of his lightsaber. He's not going to have the Episode 3 version. And it's going to piss me off to every end. Like, And, and, and you know, and I'm, this, this is a great segue into the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh 
I was playing Battlefront the other night. All right, and and this goes right back to EA being lazy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. EA is being lazy, right? So they've introduced uh, a new I get I don't want to say game mode or a new map. It's not even a same. It's not even a new map. It's the same map we've had. But the map of Moss Eisley, they finally started doing some maps at night, nighttime maps, right? So if you are on Moss Eisley, and and I've looked everywhere online to see if anybody else has noticed uh, noticed this. Nobody else has noticed this. I have not found a single screenshot. I haven't found anything about this. I had to go onto the game and pull the screenshot to show you guys. Um, but if you look up in the sky on Tatooine at night at the stars, you can see the constellation Orion in the sky. The constellation as it's seen from Earth is also seen in the sky of Tatooine. Now, now I'm not... look. Kirsty can spot constellations like that, right? She can just say, oh, there's Cassiopeia or whatever it is, right? So uh, I can spot some of the, the, you know, the Big Dipper, Little Dipper, Orion's an easy one. And that's essentially it. Like, that's that, that's about all I know. That's the most simple ones. I'm not a big star chart guy, right? I'm, not, I'm no good at spotting constellations. Kirsty can spot them. So I haven't looked to see if there's any other constellations in the sky that is the same as it is here on Earth. But they put Orion. I mean, even with the nebula that below the belt, everything it's there, you know. So they, I, I need. Part of me really wants to look at a star map of the Tatooine sky from Battlefront and compare it to the night sky from here, like on Earth, right? From our night sky, as we see it. And I was telling a buddy about it, and and uh, he was like, "Well, maybe it's just them seeing it from the opposite side of the constellation, looking this way." And I'm like. It still doesn't make any sense because it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. If you look at our galaxy, the stars we see in our night sky are just a small little cluster in the Milky Way. You can't see the entire Milky Way. You know, it's just a small little cluster of, of, of stars that, that's around us that we see. So even somebody on the other side of our galaxy wouldn't be able to see the same constellations, obviously, that we do, right? Even from the opposite side of them looking this way. So it's bothering the hell out of me. And I was checking to see if anybody else had noticed it, if anybody has seen any videos on it or any, you know, just anything at all. And if not, EA is being incredibly lazy. You know, I mean, like, um, even if you go back, and, and it, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here or anything like that, but th this is a great example. If you look at the intro video for the Star Wars Canon podcast, the new intro video, that star field you see in the background, you know, with, with the logo pops up and stuff, I made that star field. I made that in Photoshop. Like, how hard is it to make a star field to put in the sky of a game? How hard is that? You know, it, it, it's, it's, you, you copied one. So obviously you could take an image from another star field that has no constellations in it and throw it up there. You know, it's just, it was just lazy in my opinion. And I'm, you know, I'm, I still like playing Battlefront 2. Don't get me wrong. I still love playing Battlefront 2. But it's getting to a point where even I'm looking at it now going, man, this they're starting to take shortcuts. And, and, you know, maybe they have the whole time and I'm just now starting to realize it. But it's it's one of those things that's really getting under my skin. So, guys, let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Have you seen the Constellation Orion on Tatooine? If not, are you going to go check it out? Let me know what you guys think. Are, is EA being lazy? You know, are they just copy and pasting? What's what's going on? You know, let me know. If you guys are listening on iTunes or Spot uh, on iTunes or Spotify, excuse me, uh, shoot me an email at StarWarsCanonLibrary@gmail.com. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. So, uh, but yeah, I'm starting to think that that Battlefront Two is starting to. Uh, 
I, th- I think it's starting to get a little lazy. And, and I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to go ahead and this is my prediction. When Anakin finally drops and the game is playable, he's going to have the saber from Rey. He's going to have Rey's version of the lightsaber. You mark my words. I guarantee it. If I'm wrong, eh, we'll come up with something if I'm wrong. It, we got a little ways to go. So, uh, yeah, Battlefront 2, it's it's, uh, it's starting to look a little uh, lazy. So, uh, next thing I wanted to talk about on the news docket, and remember, this is just, before I get going, this is just a rumor, okay? Uh, I posted this on the uh, the Star Wars Canon Library page, and somebody said they thought it was a Mike Zero rumor, which wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, but... Wanted to talk about this for a minute, and this is just a rumor, and it could possibly be a spoiler, so we're going to throw up the spoiler uh, alert real quick. Oh, you fucking twat. We got ourselves a fucking spoiler. And uh, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. And uh, so here's here's the deal. Matt Smith, we know, has been cast in Episode Nine, Star Wars Episode Nine. The rumor now going around, there's nothing to back this up right now, but the rumor going around right now is that he's going to play a young Palpatine in Episode Nine. Young Palpatine, like, it's, it's, does he look like he could be a decent Palpatine? I think he could pass as a Palpatine. And then, remember, that's if, if this is the case, right? Big, big if. I, you know, as soon as I posted it, somebody commented, I don't remember who it was, somebody commented and said, oh, he doesn't look anything like Palpatine. Well, did your grandpa look like the same guy when he was in his 20s and 30s compared to, you know, when he's in his 80s? No. I mean, you can kind of tell they're the same people when you see photos back and forth, but they don't look anything alike. My grandpa didn't look anything like he did, you know, before he passed away back when he was in his 20s and 30s. Didn't look anything like him. I didn't think it was the same person. So it this whole notion of, oh, he doesn't look anything like the original actor, this needs to stop. It just needs to stop. All right, everybody did it with Solo. Now they're going to be doing If he plays Palpatine, everybody's going to be doing it with Matt Smith. Shut up, okay? You're not going to find somebody that looks just like him. Okay, I didn't think. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Now I can't even think of his name. Uh, guy that played young Lando in uh, Solo. I can't. I can't remember his name. Uh, I didn't think he. And I'm having a brain. I, I'm starting. That's guy pissing me off. Actually, I can't think of his name. Uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, that was it. Donald Glover. Uh, I didn't think he looked anything like Billy D. Williams. I, I. I didn't. You know, he he played the part well, but I didn't think he looked anything like him. So it, it's. You got to get off this notion. Oh, it doesn't look anything like the character. You can't find somebody that looks like them every time. They can also pull the character off. You can't find it every time, you know. So Matt Smith's an amazing actor, an incredible actor. So I could definitely see him playing a young Palpatine. And like I said, if this is happening, uh, but if that's the case, you know, it's obviously it's going to be a flashback scene or maybe a holocron or you know some something along those lines. I would really, you know, I'm starting to wonder too because. They, they've come out and said that Episode Nine is going to be the quote-unquote course correction for Star Wars, right? To, to kind of appease fans, which I don't think fans need appeasement, but whatever. Uh, so if that's the case, I see them bringing in a lot of fan theories and, and making them true. And one of them I see them, if this is the case, right? I, 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 see, them, I see them doing this. Making Snoke Plagueis. I don't think he is, but I see in nine that I see them making Snoke Plagueis, and you know, a flashback to when Matt Smith's Palpatine kills him. If that's what this is, right? Uh, and, and I hope to God that's not what it is. I hope Matt Smith's just playing some random character. You know, we don't need to see the Emperor again. I would love to see the Emperor again, but we don't need it. You know, it, it's not something that 
you know, we we got the Emperor again in the Battlefront Two campaign. You know, we've we've got we've got the Emperor in you know in a lot of novels. We don't need him in another movie anywhere. You know, so uh, let me guys let me know what you think. Uh, do you think Matt Smith could be playing a young Palpatine? Let me know your thoughts on that. Are you for it? You against it? I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, and remember that that's just a rumor. There's nothing at all to back that up yet. Not a thing in the world to back that up. So don't run with it. Saying don't. I'm not saying I see. I'm I'm not sitting here saying I believe that it's true. I'm actually hoping that it's not true. But it's it. Don't. It's not a scoop. It's not a story. Nothing like that. It's not. You know, some people might. I matter of fact, I did see one website claiming that it was a scoop that Matt Smith was playing young Emperor Palpatine, and there's nothing to back it up. Like nothing. So don't don't believe it for a second until. We see like a trailer with him being Palpatine, which I, if he is, he's not going to be in the trailer doing it. Or, you know, we see the film next year. So uh, let me let me know what you guys think about that. And then the big thing in the news this week, this is the the the, the big and, you know, the, the I, uh, this is the big thing we want to talk about. I was going to say the big kahuna, but uh, apparently Kirstie told me the other day people get offended by the word kahuna. Whatever. Welcome to 2018. Uh, the big story this week for the Star Wars Canon Podcast is Cassian Endor is getting his own live-action television series. Uh, and this is something that uh, I'm extremely excited for. You know, we've got The Mandalorian coming out on the Disney Plus service next year. And now we're going to have, you know, and it doesn't have a title yet. Um, but this is a real, you know, and I've seen people going, oh, Jesus, here we go again. More Rogue One stuff. But... This is a good thing, in my opinion. This is this is something. This is a story that I want told. If you think back to Rogue One, when Cassian and, and the Rebels finally decide to follow Jen to to Scarif, you know, he tells her, "We've all done things. I've done things, you know, and 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 that we're not proud of to accomplish the mission." That's what this series is going to be. You know, it's going to be a spy thriller. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be freaking awesome you know you know obviously k2so is going to have to be in there at some point it's just this this is the kind of this is the kind of storytelling i feel like lucasfilm needs to focus on this this is something they need to focus on this is a great way to expand the galaxy to make it bigger introduce new characters new planets you know just new technology this is a great great way to do it all from the point of view of the rebel alliance because i mean rogue one was the first time in uh, the films, it happened in the novels before, but it was the first time in the films that we had seen this like moral gray area that the rebellion was willing to operate in, right? And and you know, with Cassian shooting his informant, you know, when he realized he couldn't climb out and get away from the stormtroopers and, you know, and stuff like that. This is going, that that sets up some seriously complex storytelling. This is something I'm really excited about. I, I'm, I, I, this is a great move. This is an absolute great move on the on the part of Lucasfilm and it really cements in that you know uh Bob Iger said they were going to slow down on the on the amount of content coming out right you know we've got uh uh episode nine coming out next year and we don't really have any other films that we have slated yet we know of at least seven other films that are happening but we don't know when they're supposed to be happening right when they're supposed to be released we know Benioff and Weiss is going to be working uh, are going to be working on their series of films as soon as they're done with Game of Thrones which next year they're going to start working on their series of films they said series so they didn't say trilogy or duology it's series so that's four more right so we've got those coming and love it or hate it we still have Ryan Johnson's trilogy coming so 
that's seven more films. So we're not getting episodes 10, 11, and 12 anytime soon. Anytime soon. At least seven, eight, nine years from now, right? If they even do a 10, 11, and 12. I I, I tend to think they're not going to, but if they do, it's going to be a while before we get it. Um, and, and Bob Iger said they're going to slow down stuff and start focusing on other mediums, right? So he said one project per medium at a time. Keep that in mind. In production, one project per medium at a time, right? So one film, one TV series, uh, and, and uh, uh, one animated TV series. So now we've got Resistance going, which we can talk about Resistance here in a little bit. Uh, I'm all caught up on it, but it, it, we've got Resistance going. Uh, you know, we've got The Mandalorian being filmed right now. This Cassian thing, that's two live-action TV shows going at once. So I'm not going to call Bob Iger out and say you're a liar because you said one medium, you know, one project per medium, whatever. I'm not going to call him out like that. But that let, that tells me we're going to get a break in the films at some point. You know, hell, it might be four or five years before we get Benioff and Weiss's films. Um, you know, I mean, especially if they're doing four or more films and they're telling this big epic story, and especially if they're doing Old Republic like we think they are, like everybody is kind of thinking, you know, like everybody is pretty much on board that they are doing Old Republic. It's like when um, uh, Alden Ehrenreich was cast as Han Solo. Everybody knew it. And then at Celebration, they're like, and here's your new Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich. And everybody's just like, uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, they're going to come out and announce that Benioff and Weiss is doing Old Republic. And we're going to be like, yeah, I already called it. I already, I already had it in the bank. So uh, I think, you know, it might be a little while before we get those films. They might have to really sit down and, and build that universe back up, you know what I mean, to into what they want it to be. So uh, it might be a while before we get something like that, you know. So it, it, I'm really, really excited about this uh, Cassian Andor thing. Though, Like I said, it's a great opportunity for some excellent storytelling and uh i i I, i'm really i'm actually looking forward to that oh man i don't want to say more than the mandalorian but i'm gonna say it i'm looking forward to that more than i am the mandalorian and i'm really looking forward to the mandalorian so uh yeah new cassian and or television series coming so uh very 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 cool uh that'll do it for news this week we got a couple of uh, upcoming canon materials uh, coming out, I think today's Tuesday, so they come out tomorrow. And they're both comic books. Uh, Marvel's Doctor Afra number twenty six and Marvel's Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith number twenty three. Now remember that Darth Vader series is ending at issue twenty five, so uh, we're we're getting very close to the end of that. Which it amazes me that Doctor Afra has gone further than any of the Darth Vader series. That you know she's getting issue number twenty six. I like Afra but I like Darth Vader more. You know what I mean? So it, make sure to go check those out tomorrow at your local comic book store. Uh, that Vader series, it's it's worth it's worth picking it up. So uh, that's all the upcoming canon material we have for this week, unless you want to count Resistance coming out, uh, the new episode this coming Sunday. Uh, and I don't have the title for it uh, in front of me, forgive me, or, or even what episode number it is. Uh, but so far, like I just got caught up on Rebels today. Or in Rebels, you can tell I'm living in the past, of Resistance. I just got caught up on Resistance today. And the show was really starting to take form from where, from from the last episode I watched. You know, uh, Poe Dameron came back in. And it's finally starting to feel like Star Wars again. They got off of the station, you know, with, with uh, Kaz. I don't think of his name. They got Kaz off the station finally, you know, and Poe took him on a mission. So, it actually feels like Star Wars... And, you know, and it was one of the best episodes of it I'd seen so far, which isn't saying a whole, there's like seven or eight episodes out now, but 
this show is really starting to take a form, and it's definitely not what I thought it was going to be from the trailers. I thought it was all going to stay on the station. It was all going to be racing. You know, it's more than that. It is a lot more than that. It's actually really, really good. So definitely check out Star Wars Resistance if you haven't already. Uh, if you're not, if you're kind of on the fence about it and you don't know really if you want to waste your time with it or not, waste your time. It is definitely worth the watch. Uh, and, and, and it's, like I said, it actually feels like Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, that, that's all there is for upcoming canon material. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for, uh, uh, like I said, the new Resistance episodes. And then check out these comics uh, at, the, uh, at your comic book store tomorrow. Uh, so let's get into some mailbag questions. I've only got four of them picked out for this week because I'm by myself. I don't have anybody to bounce off of, so it's just me talking. So, uh, let's just jump right into these. Question number one comes from Ryan Shepard, and Ryan actually has two questions. He says, what will happen if fans hate episode nine or it flops? And two, do you think it could be Avengers Infinity Wars box office, or do you think, uh, it could be that Avengers Infinity Wars box office retakes the title of episode uh, of number one of episode one of number one in the box office. Thanks for the question, Ryan. Uh, first off, what will happen if fans hate episode nine or it flops? Okay, so uh, it's not going to matter because, like I said a minute ago, I don't think we're getting an episode ten anytime soon. Uh, but I don't think it's. I don't know. It's. I've seen people online say they're not going to go see episode nine. It'll be the first Star Wars movie they skip. They say Episode 9 will be the first Star Wars movie they skip because of Episode 8, which means they still went and saw Solo, even though they probably said they weren't going to, which tells me they're probably still going to go see Episode 9. People talk big online saying they're not going to go see a film, but they're going to go see it, and they can say, oh, I never saw it, blah, blah, blah. I heard it was crap. I heard this scene, blah, 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 even though they went and saw it. You know what I mean? Episode 9 is going to do fine, uh, especially if it's this giant epic finale to this nine-part Skywalker saga that they're saying it's going to be, right? It's going to do fine. Uh, I think word of mouth will get out for it, but I, I don't see it flopping. I don't I don't see and everybody could hate it. That's an, that's the possibility. I mean, that's a, that's a very real possibility. But I don't see it flopping. You know, not, not as bad as Solo did. It's... I don't know. I, I could be completely off base with that, you know? I mean, there, there could be... I mean, we already know that Solo didn't do well box office, but now we know the Blu-ray is doing all right. You know, I think I said a while back I was curious to see how the, the Solo Blu-ray was going to do. It's not, it's not doing as well as Last Jedi did, but it's doing well. It's holding its own, right? It's But Last Jedi had the highest Blu-ray sales, even though everybody, quote-unquote, hated it, right? I think 9 will do fine. It's it, And if it doesn't, it's not like they already have a sequel planned for it. You know what I mean? It's... It, Nine's gonna do just just fine. It it it's not gonna flop. That's that's what I'm getting at. It is not going to flop. Everybody could hate it, but I don't see that happening. I really really don't. Especially if they're gonna go back and like I said earlier, kind of like course correct. And if they if their definition of course correction is you know catering to the fans and saying, oh yeah, Ray was the Luke Skywalker in Mary Jade, or you know it's just just some just stupid. Or, or if nine opens up and, you know, and it's Luke, like having a vision and Ray's still standing there holding the lightsaber out to him. As soon as the word gets out for that, people will go see it. Like it's, I hope they don't do that, but it'll do fine. It'll do just fine. So, uh, and the second part of your question, do you think it could beat Avengers Infinity Wars box office or do you think, uh, okay, 
I don't know exactly how you worded that though, brother. Sorry. Uh, but which do you, do I think Infinity War will retake the box office? No, I don't think it's going to. I think it was it was close because uh, right now Infinity War is sitting at two point zero four seven billion dollars. Uh, might as well say two point five or two point zero five billion. I mean, uh, and Force Awakens made two point zero seven billion. So there is like a two hundred thousand dollar difference there. Uh, you know, I mean, and it's what, uh, 20 bucks a ticket. So what? 10,000 more people. If 10,000 more people went to see infinity war than they did force awakens, they'd have beat it. And that's averaging a $20 ticket. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, no, it, it, force awakens still holds. Well, they, they, still, they still hold it. So that's, that's all there is to it. Uh, no, I don't think infinity war is going to beat it. Now, as far as blu-ray sales go, that's entirely possible. I don't know what the blu-ray looks like for infinity war. I know I bought the blu-ray for infinity war. Uh, but I, I'm not sure how it's doing at this point. But no, Star Wars is still on top above Infinity War. So, or at least uh, Force Awakens is. Uh, thanks for the question, though, brother. Question number two this week comes from uh, Sean Masters. And Sean says, do you think it's a possibility that Leia, R2, and 3PO could pop up in the Cassian series? That's a really good question because we know R2 and 3PO are with Bail Organa. You know, he's there, obviously, on Yavin 4 quite a bit. Uh and not necessarily does that mean the series is going to take place on Yavin 4. But, I mean, it. there's some other characters that could pop up in there too at some point. It's not just Leia, R2, and 3PO. I think they'll pop up at some point. But you've got the Rebels crew that could make an appearance somewhere, you know? you've got, I mean, there's so much that could happen. Hell, we could even see Saw Gerrera, you know, leave... I don't want to say leave the Rebel Alliance, but... Uh, you know, kind of have the falling out with them and stuff, causing trouble for the rebellion and whatnot. It's entirely possible. This is a time period where there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in that time period. So, yeah, there's a possibility. I, I think we'll see Leia as a young girl at some point. We'll probably see R2 and 3PO uh, in the background somewhere. Or, hell, they might even... I mean, if Bail Organa's in it for any amount of time, you're going to see them. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a possibility. And I think it's more than just them i think it's like i said i think you're gonna see the rebels crew you're gonna you're gonna see these other characters popping up so uh absolutely i think so and, and like i said i'm really excited for the casting series because of stuff like this right it's going to be awesome i'm i'm, I'm so excited and, and it's like i said i'm more excited for that than i am mandalorian uh question number three this week comes from cody myers and cody says i saw another podcast talking about how mark hamill is hurting star wars more than helping with some of his comments I was wondering what your opinion on that was. Okay, so uh, I had to do some digging, and I found the podcast you were talking about. Um, and, and yeah, they were talking about how uh, some of Mark Hamill's comments uh, have kind of split the fan base more than brought them together. And, and I can kind of see where that notion is coming from. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board with it. You know, he, he came out and he talked a lot about how he fundamentally disagreed with everything that they were doing with Luke Skywalker. Uh, and, 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 you know, the haters of the movie clung to that. But they seemed to forget that he also came out and said it was his favorite Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. Everybody seems to magically forget about that. And, you know, it, yeah, I think he might... There's a possibility he could be doing more damage than he is helping it. it you know, had... Now, granted, he's he's entitled to give his opinion. He is. He's entitled to put his opinion out there. But I feel like, and don't get me wrong, I love Mark Hamill. Huge fan of Mark Hamill. If I ever meet him, I'm going to, you know, release all my bodily fluids and probably pass out. 
But I feel like the fan base is at this point where Luke's or not Luke Skywalker, where Mark Hamill could come out and say, Oh my god, I just realized the sky is blue. And everybody would run outside and look up and go, Oh my god, he's right. Mark Hamill's a genius. He knows everything. The sky is blue. He's not wrong. I feel like I feel like everybody clings to every single word he says. And remember, he's a good troller. He loves trolling people. Don't forget that. And and yeah, I, I, I love the man. I'd love to meet him. I, I'm a huge fan of him, but it's it's one of those things where at this point, you know, I just I don't know. It's like everybody just clings to every single word he says and like like their life depends on it. You know what I mean? Uh, he could come out like he came out not too long ago saying, you know, Carrie Fisher deserved a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which he's completely right. She does. But I feel like at the same time, if you were to come out and say, oh, Carrie never deserved that. What are you talking about? The same fans would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. She never deserved anything like like it's he would never say that, obviously, but. It's one of those things where no matter what he says, I feel like everybody's on board with. No matter what he says, everybody is on board with it. So it's and, and you know and and people taking the the whole the the biggest thing everybody ran away with that he hated episode eight was that he fundamentally disagreed with everything they did with Luke Skywalker. And the thing is, that's not the whole story. He, Luke uh, Luke was this Grandmaster Jedi. He was, but he fell from grace. You know what I mean? So it's not saying that that never happened. We're going to get those stories once episode 9 comes out. That happened. Believe me, there was a Jedi Master Luke Skywalker that kicks copious amounts of ass. But even Mark Hamill doesn't know everything. You know, like he came out uh, not too long ago and said, uh, well, there's several stories of Luke Skywalker that haven't been told. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, obviously there's lots of stories about Luke Skywalker that hasn't been told. That's nothing that we didn't already know. But because he said it, everybody ran with it. Oh my God, there's going to be more Luke Skywalker stuff. Duh. Yeah, there's going to be more Luke Skywalker stuff. Calm down. Be patient. You're going to see the Luke Skywalker you wanted to see. You are going to see them. If you didn't like the way they did with Luke in Episode Eight, you're going to see the Luke you wanted to see. It's going to happen. Just be patient. You don't know the whole story. Mark Hamill doesn't know the whole story. You know? It, 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 hell, at this point, I'm not even sure the story group knows the whole story. To be honest, you know, the, they might be getting ready to sit down next week and start talking about some of these Luke Skywalker stories. You know, it's just... Take everything with a grain of salt. Don't cling to every word somebody says. Take a step back and look at it. You know, like like this Mark Hamill stuff. Everything he says now, I'm... I'm I'm very leery to even, like I said, I got off Twitter because a lot of the stuff that was going on, but, uh, I, I, you, you can't, you can't pay attention to each and every little thing somebody says. And like I said, I go back to, you know, him saying that he didn't like what they did with Luke Skywalker, but then he came out afterwards and said, last Jedi is my favorite star Wars movie since, uh, empire, you know? And it's, yeah, it's possible that they paid him to say that, you know, hell, they might've paid him to say that they didn't agree that he didn't agree with what they did with Luke Skywalker. It's a possibility, you know, it, it, I mean, it, he's not going to come out and say the movie sucks, obviously, but he's not going to come out and, and, you know, what's the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's, he's not going to, he's at the whim of the studio. That that's kind of what I'm trying to say. When the studio says jump, he says how high, 
you know? So the whole thing might have been a whole ruse, and it ended up blowing up in their faces and splitting the fan base. But I, I just... I think it was one of those things where Mark Hamill didn't like the direction they were taking Luke Skywalker because it wasn't what he wanted. But then once he saw the product, he was like, crap, I was wrong. It's great. It's really good, you know? And he liked it. You know, it's just, like I said, everybody magically seems to forget that he said it was his favorite since The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... it's I, th- I think at this point, if Mark Hamill were to kind of take a step back and not... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say muddy the water. Uh, I don't know. Just forget it. Forget it. What I was like, because I'm going to end up pissing some people off. Yeah, I think he's hurting it more than than he's actually helping it by some of the stuff that he says. Not everything he says, but some of the stuff he says. I think I think he's hurting it more than he's helping it. Uh, but that's a great observation, Cody. Thanks for thanks for putting that out there, and, and uh, thanks for sending in the question, man. And the final question this week comes from Liz Garner, and Liz says, "Hey Brian, love the channel and podcast. Keep it up. I was wondering if you had read any of the short stories in the Star Wars Insider magazine." And whether or not they're canon. Thank you for what you do. Uh, thanks for the question, Liz. And actually, no, I, well, I, I've read two of them. Uh, I think it was Blade Squadron. It was parts one and two. It was the very first two they that they released. But here's the deal with the the Star Wars Insider magazine uh, short stories. They every issue has the short story somebody writes in it. And it wasn't until uh, like ten or eleven months after they did the canon slate wipe that insiders said, "Oh, by the way." All of our stories back to, you know, whatever month it was, 10 months ago, are canon. So, yes, they are canon. Those those short stories are canon. But they are next to freaking impossible to get in your hands on. That's the only reason I don't keep track of them. Because I cannot, I, I don't know where to go to get all those stories. I don't know where to get back issues of Star Wars Insider. If you guys know of a place, let me know. I'll gladly order however many issues it is back and get those. And we'll review them, and I'll throw them on the shelf. I will do it. But as of right now, I can't I can't find them. I can't keep track of them. I found a list of titles of all of the uh, actual stories and what they are, kind of where they go in the timeline. But I've never, I've never, like I said, I've only read Blade Squadron, which I think happened simultaneously with the, the big Battle of Endor at the end of Return of the Jedi, if I remember right. Uh but yes, those are canon. I don't really keep up with them because from what I've heard, they don't really have a whole lot of galaxy-shattering you know, revelations and stuff in it, and they're not really uh, necessary, you know what I mean, to, to, the, to the overall story. So uh, the, only, the only mediums I focus on are the films, novels, comics, games, and TV shows, and, you know, and a handful of short stories, you know, like uh, The Perfect Weapon. It was an e-book, and then they, they released it in the paperback of Force Awakens. So I bought the paperback of Force Awakens just so I'd have... Uh, you know, perfect, uh, perfect weapon and stuff like that. So, uh, there's only a handful of them that we, they really keep track of. And uh, the Rise of the Empire paperback that had the uh, uh, A New Dawn and Tarkin novels in it. There was like three short stories in that. As long as they print them in a tangible form that I can purchase, yeah, I'll I'll grab them and I'll do them. But uh, it, it's uh, the the Star Wars insiders. Unless you guys know of a place I can get the issues, then. Uh, yeah, and it's it's going to be next to impossible for me to get my hands on those. So, but yes, they are canon, uh, and and so are the like the comic strips and the Rebels magazine, uh, stuff like that. It's just I, I magazines. I decided I was just going to kind of push away and not really focus on them a whole lot. So, uh, I hope that answers your question. No, I've only read a couple of them, but uh, they, but they weren't bad. They're actually pretty good stories. Uh, at least the one I read was. But 
Anyway, thanks for sending in the question, Liz. I do appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast, everybody. Uh, it, I know it was a shorter episode. Like I said, I'm by myself this week, and I kind of and it's a Tuesday. I just kind of wanted to throw some stuff out there real quick and, and give my thoughts on a lot of stuff. Uh, but this Saturday, we will be back with the Star Wars Canon Podcast, me and Kirsty. Uh, like I said, we're not going to be live, but we'll probably film it Friday night and get it up. Uh, for Saturday for you guys. So uh, give us a few weeks to kind of hammer out some technical issues, and then we'll be back live taking chat board questions, stuff like that. So, uh, guys, make sure to follow us on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash Star Wars Canon Library. Give us a like there, uh, and that's where I put most of the announcements at concerning the podcast. If we're going to miss a week or, you know, a lot of the news stories that come out, that's where I post them. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, sure, appreciate it. We're trying to hit a 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I think we're we're at the, we're over 900 at this point. We're trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. So uh, would definitely appreciate you guys' help on that. If you guys want to get a question on the Star Wars Canon podcast, you can simply email it to us at starwarscanonlibrary at gmail.com. Like I said, each week I'll go through and pick a few out, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of them. And then, uh, like I also said earlier, if you feel like showing some support uh, for the Star Wars Canon podcast and the Star Wars Canon Library. Kirsten and I would sure appreciate it. Uh, make sure to check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash Star Wars Canon Library. There is Patreon exclusive content coming. I swear, I promise, it is coming. So uh, definitely go check that out. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Without you guys, this channel would be nothing. You guys are the reason that we do all this. So guys, until next time, this is Brian signing off. And may the Force be with you.